This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Welcome one, welcome all to the Simple Politics Podcast. I'm your host and political feather, Kobe Monarca. And as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts and political peacocks in Diane and... Sorry, you're... you are not... That's Tatten, but you're not Diane. Yeah, no. I'm Charlotte. Hello. I did want to try and do it like a Diane impression, but I'm really bad at accents, so... Well, do you want a Diane impression of Tatten's mum or Diane impression of Diane? Uh, what do you mean, Diane's impression of Tatten's mum? That was Tatten's mum. Sorry, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. Like, when Tatten's mum came oh on, yeah. 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 <laughs> she loves the show. If she could work out how podcasts work, she would really love the show, I'm sure. Well, welcome, Charlotte. We've been working together for a year. This is the first time I've seen you, personally. This is the first time the listeners have heard you. So tell us a bit about yourself. What kind of bands do you like? What kind of music do you like? What kind of music do I like? I like just... Only the best, really. I'm quite a purist when it comes to music. So quite Steps, right. Steps is what? my favourite band. Mm. Um, mm. Best British band, whatever, really. Yeah. The word best and band seems to be doing a lot of work in that sentence. I don't understand what you mean. Because there's, there's bands like, you know, Beatles people might go mm. to. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people might go there, yeah. No, um, they're, they're Rolling Stones. Overrated. I, mean, I personally quite like the Sugar Babes as a, as a modern. The, uh, yeah, the all Saints magnificent, you know, for me, but. Look, Kobe, it's lovely to meet you, but you are wrong. Little mix. Little mix. (laughs) No, it's just Tatum's there just winding winding a little little toy. Oh, dear. They did that five, six, seven, eight, which I quite liked. And it was quite nice when it it came on uh, as student nights. I quite enjoyed the box to that one, but I wouldn't class them as a... Uh, No, they're no the Saturdays, though, are they? (laughs) Is anyone the Saturdays? (laughs) If you think five, six, seven, eight is the peak of steps, then you don't know steps. That's, you know... Go listen to Buzz, the album, not the song. I will probably mm-hmm. not do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. In all honesty, yeah. I'll probably not do that. That's fine. If you don't want your life changing, that's fine. But it's a pleasure generally to have you on the podcast because you've been doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes on the Instagram feed and also you're the one who puts the videos together that gets yeah. posted every week. So uh, you're going to have to deal with your own face uh, this time, which is not a bad face. I'm just saying it's, it's, it's more to <laughs> Beautiful face. Yeah, it's just difficult. I hate I hate editing my own voice. You know what I mean? It's just the, it's the worst thing in the world. It's... it's the voice that gets me, yeah. I'm hoping you two will do a great bit and then I can ignore me. <laughs> okay, well, we'll so, see what we can do. Let's see what we can pull Seems out. unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> well, welcome, Charlotte. Um, you will be joining us again, I'm sure, on this podcast. So listeners, do fasten your seatbelts. There's going to be more of Charlotte in the future. Let's head on to the podcast proper. And as always, we'll go through the most popular post of the week. Tatten, what is the third most popular post this week? Well, we've had a lot of very popular posts this week. It's been a big week for the page. But in at three, is a really fascinating debate that happened in Westminster Hall the other day. 
the statistics as to what is going on for the welfare of university students are really grim. There are a hugely disproportionate number of people dying by suicide. There are lots and lots of uh, stories and, and statistics about people being very unwell when they're at university. And there is no duty of care from the university to their students, which means that they go from secondary school. I was a secondary teacher. They go from secondary school where the teachers are looking out for them all the time. And then like two months later, they turn up at university where they're on their own. There's been a big campaign to get there to be a legal duty of care for university. It's very difficult to know what that would look like if it did happen. There's campaigns to get a legal duty of care. It got lots of petitions, signatures, so it went to a debate in Westminster Hall where the government responded. I haven't seen anything that suggests that change will be made or what steps can be taken, but I presume at this point, universities will be themselves working out what more they could do. I mean, Charlotte, you work with universities. Yeah, so I'm a PhD student and I've been teaching at university for four years. And the thing is, it's just really tricky. So most universities will have a duty of care or a policy. It's just this is just making it kind of a statutory legal duty of care. So that's the difference. But as you say, it's just very different from school. Students don't see the same teacher every day like they might a form tutor. As teaching staff, we do care, or the majority of us do. We care about our students, but you don't see them every single day. Students, they don't have a legal, you know, imperative to come like they do at school. Students cannot turn up for a whole variety of reasons. Just it's difficult as teaching staff to keep a track of everyone and make sure everyone's okay. But also it's just very easy for students to slip through the gaps. And because they're adults, there's also less you can do. So it's it's really, really tricky. One thing is that I mean, we're talking about, you've gone, we've gone to the lecturers here looking primarily as a first source of, of uh, kind of duty care in this case, but there are other people that students would interact with on a, on a regular basis. Certainly in, in the first year, they'll be more closely aligned with, if they're in halls residence, for example, there would be older people in the halls that can potentially check in if they're part of sports clubs or otherwise just um, maybe make a bit more of a community checking on your, on your next door neighbour. And so I think there's, there's options there, isn't there? hundred percent. There's there's loads of people around. It's just whether they don't have to take part in sports clubs, they don't have to get involved exactly. in halls. They might not even live in halls. So there's there's no one that's definitely hundred percent consistently gonna see them regularly, which is it's and it's tricky to know how that can change. What is the second most popular post? Charlotte, for the first time ever, take it away. So this is one of the sexiest posts SP has ever done. <laughs> Probably the sexiest we'll ever get. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when I write them. <laughs> STIs are on the rise. Woo! Yeah. Don't know why I did that. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry for everyone involved. So basically, chlamydia is our STI of choice, apparently. It's the most common in the UK at the moment. But basically, most STIs have risen in the past, well, from 2021 to 2022. Of course, 2021, we were in lockdown for quite a bit. So you would hope that there were fewer relations happening and so would expect that to have been a lower year Uh, and that's true actually if you look at kind of pre-pandemic levels actually apart from gonorrhea most STIs are down so this is a great reminder to stay safe but overall we're actually doing pretty well in over time reducing STIs so that's positive. What kind of comments we get for this post this is an interesting one for for SP to, to put on there. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of the comments were what you'd expect them to be in terms of 
laughing at people with uh, gentle warts. There was, I mean, th- I saw one just now. Someone had got themselves another test because of our post. Mm. They tweeted a picture of them with a new test that arrived by post after seeing our post. So, I mean, that's that's kind of positive. Just checking what, what's going on is really important to do, as well as staying obviously staying safe in the moment. If you have sex with different people, just make sure you're looking after everyone, right? Yeah. That's what it comes down to. In our duty of care to our listeners uh, and readers of the Simple Politics uh, social media accounts, do get yourself tested. As Tatin said, you can do things through the post now, so you don't necessarily have to wait in the in a GUM clinic or otherwise. Oh, they were grim. <laughs> yeah. So do these things online. In the- I hear. <laughs> do these things online in the privacy of your own home um, and get yourself checked out. What was the best post this week? The top post was, I mean, our, our people blooming love something called universal basic income, right? UBI. UBI is a thing where everyone gets paid a certain amount of money every month, right? And, and, and for this trial, it's £1,600 every month. And then there's no benefits or anything else like that. It just There's no means testing. There's no, you just, here's some money. And you can work on top of that. And if you don't need to work that much with that money, if, if that money's enough, you can volunteer. You can make art. You can be creative. You can you can be you. You can do the things you want to do rather than spending all your waking hours grinding away to no end. People like the idea of universal basic income. Obviously, it's not universally adored because it's going to cost a lot of money. And there's also, if everyone gets the same amount of extra money, then prices could go up. And there's all kinds of other possible issues with it. But the excitement on the page this week is that we have the first ever trial in England, ever. It's not a big trial. It's 30 people. And they're going to pay £1,600 for two years. But the other problem is they haven't got that money yet. So the... The, the group that are doing called Autonomy put this press release out saying, we're going to do this trial in an attempt to raise the money to do the trial. And while some trials, you can cut back on costs, the money's the whole point of this. You can't, after six months of this universal basic income, you can't say to the people, now, can you just imagine we're giving you the money and carry on this this month? How would you How would you spend it? Can you... How much chicken would you buy? <laughs> with and how, how happy would you be if I had given you the money? <laughs> so really small, but there are trials that have happened all over the world now. They all come back saying that people were happier and that the community had more cohesion and all this kind of thing. So interesting to see what happens. Okay, let's head to the second part of the podcast. That's the mailbag. That's where we get to hear from you guys as the listeners, as the readers of the social media posts. Do we have a question this week, Charlotte? We do. So we have a question from Adrian on Instagram. Adrian. Hello, Adrian. Uh, So he says that MPs are currently discussing a ban or reduction on striking. Um, That's something we posted about this week, which, as he points out, striking uh, is withholding a service or not carrying out your job because you do not or are not happy with the pay or conditions of your employment. So his question is, how can MPs then abstain from a vote for whatever reason they give, as isn't voting a condition of their job, and by not voting is akin to striking on something that is very important? So, is abstaining striking, Tatton? No, 
No, Adrian, abstaining is not striking. So, um, so first of all, just to clarify what's going on with the, with the unions is that the government want to introduce minimum services in key place things like transport and health so that on strike days we can still get from A to B and they can still make us well again, right? That's what, that's what they do in health. And there's a bit of contention at the moment because the Lords have said, fine, we can have this minimum service. But if a nurse, they always talk about nurses in this, if a nurse refuses to work because they want to strike, but you've said they've got their part of the minimum workforce, the Lords say they cannot be fired. And the House of Commons say they have to be fired or this whole thing falls apart and doesn't work. No one wants to be firing nurses, but... If they don't have the threat of firing, the minimum service bill falls apart. So that's what's going on with that. An MP's job, an MP doesn't have a job. An MP's job is not written down. An MP's job is to to do what they want to do. They stand up in front of the electorate. They stand up and win the votes at an election to represent that area. How they choose to represent that area is entirely up to them. And if they do nothing, if they just claim the wage and sit buy a swimming pool in Marbella for five years, then that's what they do, and they get voted out next time. The way it works is that they they do, they go in and vote, and the parties actually give them much more clear and specific roles. So the parties insist they turn up and vote, and they work through there. Everything they do, though, pretty much is voluntary, because their only job is to be the member of parliament that represents whichever area. So, no, it's not striking. And no, it's not breaching their conditions. There are no conditions. You just have an appraisal five years later that says, yeah, good job, or no, not good job, in theory. And that appraisal is getting voted out. Yeah, yeah, not a good job, get voted out, yeah. If you're doing a really bad job and not coming to any votes, then your party might well will have some words with you and you might end up being thrown out the party. So you'd be an independent MP. So there, there would be something that happened you, if you continue to, 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 to just, like I say, sit by the beach in my bed. I didn't know you could just do that. Well, obviously, like I say, you get the boats down, but... Uh... Used to pay for a few years? Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Let's head to the PM watch. I don't know if your spies, Charlotte, have been focused on Rishi, the PM this week, but it looks like Tatton's has been. Uh, what has Rishi been up to this week, guys? He's been jetting out to uh, the US to hang out with Joe Biden and talk about the Ukraine, a lot about the Ukraine. I never know what they say. Putin's bad. Yeah, yeah, he's really bad. 
we should give Ukraine some help. Yes. Yes, we should. And then where do they go from there? I just, I, I, I don't know how these big bilateral meetings work. But they're also talking about uh, Northern Ireland. Joe Biden's very invested in what happens in Northern Ireland. And they're talking about AI and regulating AI. And this seems like a really hard job because we can't even regulate the social media companies and they roughly work as companies and we're quite used to companies. Whereas AI works as some kind of computer ninja stuff that it's like all happening in, on the internet. It seems tricky to me what they're going to do. One note on his trip, Rishi Sunet doesn't seem to like being in Parliament very much, especially not on Wednesdays. <laughs> now, his people and the Conservative Party are all saying the guy's getting out there, being a world leader, doing stuff, putting Britain on stage. But his critics are saying, dude, you're, you're off a lot. Let's have you in Parliament for PMQs. That's an important part of our constitution that the Prime Minister comes and takes questions from all MPs for half an hour every week. And he's not doing it. And if he wants to, I don't know, if he wants to change the constitution, if he wants to make things different, then he needs to say that. And we need to have this conversation rather than him just ducking out of it frequently. Let's head to the final section, guys. The first time ever for your crystal ball, Charlotte. What will what will Diane be talking about next week? You're gonna you're gonna be predicting on, on behalf of Diane. Oh, Diane's just gonna be talking about a holiday. She'll just be like, <laughs> "Oh, it was so Ugh. nice, guys. Yeah, I didn't have news notifications on for a whole week." <laughs> we still sound we like hate that. Diane. <laughs> <laughs> we miss Diane. That's why I'm bitter. What she will possibly be talking about, we don't know. Basically, the the full hearings for the first stage of the COVID inquiry is starting on Tuesday. This is going to go on for a good few years. So, at what point we'll start talking about it, or there'll there'll be there'll be big things, and the it's just going to keep going on, basically. Um, but it starts on Tuesday, so that's a big moment. They're all going to be live streamed on YouTube. So, uh, if you're a fan of YouTube, yeah, why not TikTok? You got to be down with the kids. What? What? what this, 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 I I suspect this COVID inquiry doesn't even care about the teenagers following it minute by minute over years and years and years. Yeah, imagine that. Seems wrong to me. Yeah, it's terrible. But yeah, YouTube is what they've chosen, and also on the COVID inquiry website. The other thing that's happening next week, and I just love this because you forget how much goes on in Parliament. We talk about all the big debates and stuff. But next week, we've got the third reading of the shark fins bill. And I saw that and I was like, what? That's about the import and export of shark fins. Is that big in the UK? I've no idea. Globally, I know it's, it's, I understand it to be a problem, but I didn't know the, about the impact in the UK. I didn't even know that shark, well, I knew, I knew they were a thing, but I thought they remained on the sharks. Like, just so many things that go on. Uh, no, well, so, so this is like all the bills that are just really clear single issue bills. It's a private member's bill, which means an, M an MP, a backbench MP has come up with their idea for a law. And lots of these happen every year. And it, sometimes the government go, yeah, do you know what? Let's do that. And then it, with the government's backing, these then become laws. And we're just making it harder to move shark fins around the world is the idea. I don't think the UK shark fin market is very big. But with this specific law, we're just obstructing it and making life harder for shark fin people. 
<laughs> Sharpen people. Tatton knows everything. Tatton, what's in your crystal ball? Parliament started this week back for the for the for the summer term, and it's been a very very quiet week. Whereas next week it's going to ramp up a little bit, including the EU law bill. This is the one that puts all all the EU laws we still have in a big pot, so we can take them out and keep them, or change them, or bin them. And that's been in the House of Lords, and it didn't get as rough a ride in House of Lords as I thought it might. One reason is that the government took out a target of by the end of this year to get rid of all of them or go through the whole jar. That's now been lifted. So there's a little bit more time with everything. The change the House of Lords did make to this EU bill is they just they, they, they added some categories and some moments where there will be more scrutiny for sure. The House of Commons next week is going to take all those amendments out. Because that's what the House of Commons does to House of Lords amendments, except for the amendments that they chose to make over in the House of Lords. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with it. It'll then go back to the Lords, and the Lords can put those things back in if they want. And as we're getting towards the end of the parliamentary year, we're going to have a King's Speech in October, probably. The House of Lords can delay things, and then it gets cut off, and then the House of Commons has to start all over again. So it, it, things are quite tense on this. Uh, it's called ping pong when the bill, bill goes back and forth. On this piece of parliamentary ping pong, things are, things are getting a little bit tense. We talked about the ping pong a fair bit in the previous episodes. It sounds more interesting than it ultimately is, I guess. Um, it's just delaying, kicking the can, pushing things further down the line. But I'm sure, um, well, we'll see how these manifest and see, first of all, if we talk about it next week. What you have to remember is that this government were voted for by millions of people. So at the end of the day, when the House of Lords says this needs changing, it's right that the democratically elected people, the MPs, the government, do have more of a say. And the House of Lords can say, really, please look at this again. This is not right. Please look at it again. The extent to which the House of Lords see it as the wrong move, the illegal migration bill, is going to be insisted upon by the House of Lords more. But with this EU bill, the House of Lords have said, please look at this again. And then the Commons have every right, the government have every right to say, no, this is. And in fact, on EU law, more than the illegal migration, the only thing that a lot of people knew they were voting for was Brexit means Brexit. Let's get Brexit done. Boris Johnson stood there in 2019, banging a drum, said, let's get Brexit done. So a law that looks to get rid of reform or retain every bit of EU regulation legislation on our books is in line with that manifesto promise. So, so the House of Lords, whatever you think about this bill, the House of Lords has to get out the way of the government to some extent. Because people voted for this. Okay, well, I think we'll leave it there, guys, for this week. Thank you very much for making your first appearance, Charlotte, on the podcast. It's been a pleasure to have you, uh, and do come again soon. I think you're well. You're going to you're going you're going to replace me in a couple of weeks' time when I'm on holiday with wearing a big fancy hat. Yeah, big shoes to fill. <laughs> Don't be put off, guys. Please. <laughs> <laughs> One quick plug, I guess, at this point for uh, spstuff.co.uk, where we can 
buy and pre-order the Politics But Better book? No, 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 you can't buy ah. Politics But Better on spstuff.co.uk for various technical and legal reasons. <laughs> oh, gosh. You can pre-order Politics But Better, which is the best writing I've ever done. Now, some might say that's not a high bar, but... It's important that you do it anyway. <laughs> Listen, if you've got to the end of this podcast, you've got to love, they're going to love this book. Politics But Better, an A to Z of a more hopeful world. Uh, you can pre-order it on Amazon. You can pre-order it on Waterstones. Or you can go to Harbour Books Whitstable. Google Harbour Books Whitstable. Pre-order it on that. And I'll sign it for you. I'll write dedication for you. And then you get two months of excitement before the book arrives. If you just buy the book when it comes out, you don't get that. It'll cost the same. It'll cost the same money when you do that. But now, if you buy it now, you get all that anticipation and excitement knowing it's coming. <laughs> Guys, do what Tatton says. Power Books and uh, Whitstable. I think that's the best bet. Then you get a signed dedication from the, the big team, Mr. T himself. Thank you very much, guys, for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure. I'll see you next week. just heard a stripped media production. Hello, I'm Violet Manners, and welcome to Hidden Heritage, the podcast that brings you inside Great Britain's favourite destinations. From the same team that brought you the number one history podcast, Duchess, Hidden Heritage will uncover the fascinating stories behind the UK's brightest shining hidden gems. You'll hear from top experts in British heritage, including custodians, historians, artisans, experts, and even the craftsmen and restorers who've worked on some of the most celebrated historic buildings. We will share the untold and unique stories that celebrate UK heritage, from landmarks to architecture, artifacts to myths and legends, Hidden Heritage will highlight a side of British history you have never seen before. I'm your host, Violet Manners, and founder of Heritage X, and I invite you all to join us on this exciting journey. This is Hidden Heritage. You can find Hidden Heritage wherever you listen to your podcasts.